Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. Alright, folks. You know what that tune means. It is Thursday at 4 o'clock. You are tuned in to Everything Under the Sun, the Sopra Sun's weekly radio program right here on KDNK Public Access Radio. I'm your host, James Steinler, for this week's issue of Everything, or episode of Everything Under the Sun. And today we have a couple, a few people out in the field who are going to be our special guests on today's show from Highwater Farm. But first I just want to mention one correction on the, in this week's issue of the Sopris Sun. We mistakenly referred to the, um, excuse me, we mistakenly on the cover where you will find lots of wonderful images from Mountain Fair and the future stewards of Mountain Fair. Uh, there is a correction I need to mention. The, the, we mistakenly identified the Crystal River Ballet dancers as Bonedale Ballet, as you will see in the bottom right-hand corner photo. Uh, so we apologize to that, to the Crystal River Ballet dancers, um, and we'll run that correction in the paper next week as well. We hope you enjoy the show today. Thank you for staying tuned. Again, I'm your host, James Steinler, and this is the Sopra Sun's weekly radio program right here on KDNK. Let's see if our guests are on the line. Are you there, Ava? We're here. Fantastic. Uh, Ava is the youth program coordinator for High Water Farm out of Silt, Colorado, based outside of Silt, Colorado. Um, how are you doing today, Ava? Uh, we're doing great. Yeah, we had a great day of field work. Weather's been pretty good this week, and we have CSA in just um, just a half hour here on the farm. So that's pretty exciting. So exciting! So you are in, you are at the farm as we speak, um, and I know you have two uh, youth um, uh, members or youth uh, participants there at the uh, farm. Is it uh, that's right. Julian and Logan? Yep. Okay, uh, Julian, how are you doing? Is it Julian Jassel? Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, how are you? I'm doing really good. And uh, you gave me a tour of the farm um, last week, I believe it was, on uh, yeah, July 26th. I appreciate it, and I remember you. Thanks for uh, calling in with Ava. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's uh, pretty good to be out here helping out with CSA. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to ask more about that. Uh, and then, Logan, I haven't had the chance to meet you. Logan Heald, is that right? Yes, that's correct. Hi. Hi, Logan. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's my understanding, again, that you all are um, at the farm as we speak, at Highwater Farm outside of Silt. Uh, are you all uh, uh, huddled under that um, that giant tree there in the corner of the property? Uh, actually, we're <laughs> sitting inside of our tool shed. Right the, on. Um, we were just prepping for CSA next to the pole barn. So, um, yeah, we're hanging out with the tools. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Um, 
It's uh, so I just went to High Water Farm. Y'all hosted a community lunch on July Wednesday, July twenty sixth. Uh, it's a really lovely, beautiful place with lots of fresh veggies and, and garlic and uh, flowers. Um, and there's no real structures. It's just this beautiful farm. I mean, there's a couple structures, but no like houses or anything. Uh, is that right, Ava? Yeah, really the only structures we've got going on is a high tunnel, you know, a greenhouse, and I think you mentioned while you were here, even our pool barn is pretty open-ended. It's just a roof to store some of our bigger equipment and then, you know, our tool shed and our cooler. So just some places to store things and, um, like I said, the high tunnel, but that's pretty much it. Fantastic. Ava, if you can give our listeners a quick rundown about uh, uh, what High Water Farm does uh, and when y'all started High Water Farm. Sure. So for those who don't know, High Water Farm was founded in 2020 by Sarah Tim Chisholm. And um, the the main focus areas of our work here is to empower youth through our youth programs, which we'll talk about today, Mm -hmm. and grow food, of course. Um, so we grow around 50 different varieties of crops here and um, feed 120 families through our CSA. Um, also route that to lift up um, for food relief and um, also fuel communities. So we have volunteer opportunities, um, as we've mentioned, community events. And um, like I said, we do um, we participate in hunger relief in a few different ways. One of those main ways being 15% of our produce goes to lift up. That's right. And I remember uh, Julian actually filling me in about that during our tour. Um, How amazing is that? So 15% goes to families who are experiencing uh, food insecurity. That's right. Wow. That's so lovely. And uh, Ava, um, how did you come into, how did you come to work for High Water Farm? Well, I was doing work trade in 2020 um, with the the farm. I was currently at the Farm Collaborative. Um, We helped with some tasks here at Highwater, and then they came and helped us with a few big tasks. Um, And as soon as I started, you know, (laughs) helping out here, I just fell in love with um, the way Sarah had things set up and with the mission and the place. Um, And I, you know, I... um, did a few other volunteer opportunities here, went to a few events um, in the in the next couple of years, and I just looked out for when they had an opening, and I honestly didn't wait. I, I went and talked to Sarah and asked her <laughs> what they had available and that I wanted to work with her and went from there. Fantastic. And so last year you worked as the uh, youth uh, program lead, is that right? That's right. So I was um, leading the youth program day to day. Fantastic. And now your position is youth program coordinator. That's right. So I am employed through an AmeriCorps program. Um, So these past two years, I have been an AmeriCorps service member in my position. Um, And yeah, I started out as youth program lead, um, learning about the farm, learning about the program. And um, by the end of last season, decided to work through the winter. So really really planning out and expanding the youth programs, um, recruiting, hiring process. I was involved in all of that. And then um, 
yeah, working through the winter with funding and all sorts of stuff for the program. And then um, just planned out the whole structure and started coordinating from there. Um, and yeah, we added a few other positions, but kind of um, doing, you know, some similar things this last season too, but um, also, you know, also doing the coordinating of the, the program structure. Fantastic. And that's so cool that you got um, set up through AmeriCorps. Um, and so I, that leads me to wonder, did you uh, move to the area through this AmeriCorps um, uh, opportunity? No, a lot of people do. Um, but this is kind of a unique situation that I knew I wanted to work with Sarah. And that just happened to be the position that okay. they had open at Highwater Farm. Um and yeah, it just happened to be through AmeriCorps. They had that position open. So um, that's just kind of how the position worked out, unlike many other AmeriCorps members. Very cool. Uh, did you grow up in the area then? I did not. I grew up in Minnesota and cool. I moved to the area, to the Valley in the fall of 2019 um, and started going to CMC, which I'm still currently enrolled in. Okay. Awesome. And I want to get uh, the chance to also catch up with the uh, uh, youth um, program participants there, uh, Julian and, and Logan. But before I let you go, you did mention to me that you were also currently studying um, sustainability studies at uh, Colorado Mountain College. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I've been in the sustainability program um, since 2019, as well as the outdoor ed program there. Um, and I think farming has been a beautiful way to um, kind of allow all of my studies to come full circle in a lot of ways. Um, farming on this scale and in this in this way is really about community building, but also environmental um, and also sustainability. So it's like a lot of different sectors of sustainability that include social and environmental, I guess. Um, that's what I mean to say, and it's really cool that everything I learn in my classes can be applied um, kind of in my own work. And I think, yeah, that feels just really special to be able to have a place to um, make it really hands-on. Yeah, that's so unique to uh, be in school studying something that you also get to have hands-on experience with uh, through your work. Yeah, I feel very lucky. That's fantastic. Um, I also, uh, and I'm, I'll circle back to this, but... Uh, all right, let's just go ahead. You had mentioned that you work throughout the winter, I assume not on the farm. Or, That's right. Um, okay. You know, someone on the farm, you'd be surprised the amount of prep we're doing late fall, like November, for instance, and, you know, how we start seeding in, like, February and March, um, if it's, like, onions and some of the, some of the early crops. But uh, most of our time in the winter, we had three full-time staff this past winter. Um, we spent... Uh, yeah, a lot of time on the computer and a lot of time in meetings and on calls. Um, so a variety of different things. So like I said, I was planning the program, helping recruit and hire. Uh, but we're also working on like grants and, um, you know, all sorts of planning. Okay. And uh, so that also brings up that you all are a nonprofit. That's right. We are a nonprofit. Um, we accept donations in kind. Um, but like I said, all, a huge portion of our funding um we are seeking grants so actually half of our um to clarify half of our funds are um generated through like sales um through produce sales and through our programs and then half of our funding is 
um, just from grants and donations and things we have done to fundraise. Um, we usually have a big fundraiser campaign, like in the middle of winter, um, for the youth program. And yeah, we, we put a decent amount of energy into that. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and, uh, the youth program has, this is the third summer season that the youth program has been, um, taking place. Is that right? That's right. This is the third year. Um, and yeah, it's been kind of growing each year. So, uh, that's been cool to see and to be a part of a little bit. <laughs> How many participants did you have uh, last year? Um, we had seven. Okay. And this year you are finishing up with 11 participants. That's right. Fantastic. And you also have a fall program for high school aged students. Is that right? Yeah, and this is just the second year that we're offering the fall youth program, um, but it's designed for all the summer youth program participants um, as an opportunity for them to be able to continue um, their work here, even during the school season, and to get some next-level opportunities, leading volunteers, some more public speaking practice. Um, There's a lot different, there's a a much different skill set that comes with fall agriculture and knowledge around that, so also just extending agricultural knowledge and skills. But, um, yeah, uh, definitely a step up in terms of, like, job training and the skills we work on during the summer youth program. Fantastic. And uh, in order to qualify or be eligible for the fall program, you have to finish the summer program first. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, well, it's so cool. And it also, uh, I know that it's hard work um, and you all pay uh, your students or these youth workers a stipend. That's right. Um, the stipend total is 3000 for the entire eight weeks. Okay. Um, yeah. Fantastic. And, um, and that on top of getting an education as well as learning um, uh, some po- uh, positive work ethic. Uh, and some values that will uh, go really serve them well, it seems like, in any job that they might um, uh, go on to explore. Sure hope so. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, well, uh, so just for our listeners, you are tuned in to Everything Under the Sun, the Soap and Sun's weekly radio program. I'm James Steinler, your host, and I am on the phone with uh, High Water Farm Youth Coordinator, uh, Youth Program Coordinator Ava Gilbert, as well as youth, the youth uh, program participants and uh, workers at High Water Farm, uh, Julian Jasso and Logan Heald. Um, Julian, it's a pleasure to speak with you again. Uh, if you were listening earlier, listeners, um, I did get a chance to meet Julian uh, when I visited the farm f- during a community lunch uh, last Wednesday, July 26th. Uh, Julian, you had mentioned um, uh, to me when during our, uh, that tour um, of the farm kind of what led you to uh, be interested in agriculture and it's uh, I think it involved a family member can you tell our listeners about that uh yeah um so when I was like five or so uh, I used to go up to my grandma's house and my grandma used to grow corn in her backyard and flowers and I would just go help her with that and it kind of just intrigued me on how it would grow so slowly and how it grew so fresh and 
very tasteful. So when I got to learn about high water, it kind of set off that same idea I had when I was five and just kind of led me here, I guess. Very cool. And um, Julian, you uh, this is your second uh, season at High Water Farm, is that right? Yes, that is correct. Very cool. And uh, remind me where you went, uh, where you go to school and what grade you're in. I go to Coleridge High School and I'm going into my sophomore year. Wonderful. So the farm isn't too far away from your high school? No, no, it is not. Very cool. Um, how does this year, um, in terms of maybe your knowledge and know-how around the farm, how has it changed uh, this year, this season compared to last season? Um, it's a lot more difficult with uh, a lot more crew members. Okay. And last year we made a big jump from seven to twelve. Okay. Uh, and there's just a lot of more things to do here at the farm now that we grow more garlic, more onions. Uh, we have more chickens. Uh, pretty much just, and it's all kind of different than last year. It's a lot harder here now too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and you said, okay, so you mentioned, so you're, what kind of things are you growing? You're growing garlic. Um, what else are y'all growing there on the farm? We have tomatillos, uh, cabbage, uh, lettuce, potatoes, snap peas, corn, um, carrots, beets, radishes. Okay. And how often are you harvesting? Uh, we we just harvest today. We harvest chard and kale and potatoes today. Okay, very cool. And then when I was there just last Wednesday, you had only recently harvested the uh, garlic. Yes. Very, yeah, that's a, that's a bigger job. We do harvest a lot every day. Um, some of the things that are continual, but things like garlic and like Julian mentioned, we started on potatoes, the one time harvest um, that, yeah, that doesn't happen every single day, but are much bigger projects. Okay. Um, for, uh, you know, my own sake, when is the best time to plant potatoes? <laughs> uh, you know, there's a little... There's a little wife till, I think in Carbondale, it's when you see the whale till on Topris melt. That's right. Or, yeah, I think when you see, like, a certain amount of snow on Topris melt, um, really it's just, like, early spring. Um, I think we planted ours in April. Um, and that's usually when you'll find people selling seed potatoes okay. um, if you don't have your own. Yeah. <laughs> and then when is harvesting uh, for potatoes? Well, we just started today, but oh, okay. um, Sorry, in the fall, it seems a little early. Um, okay, that's what I... But, yeah, I would say typically, like, starting late August. Okay. Um, t- okay, so in this year, you've kind of started a little early. Yeah, you know, every season's really different with the climate, and um, it's, it's just part of being a farmer. You just... Um, you really have to be in tune with the kind of season you're having. Um, if the frost dates are wildly off, which they always are, and if it's heavy, heavy rain, if it's 
you know, hotter than usual, drier than usual. And so every season is just really different, even if you're farming in the same location. Um, just part of the work is, is just adapting to that. And luckily, most of our big harvests, they stagger anyways. But usually we'd be done, pretty much done with onion harvest by the time potato harvest is happening. So there's some overlap there this season. Um, and that's just something we have to adapt with. So we're really lucky to have um, just the amazing, amazing work of the, the youth crew workers out here really helping us with those big tasks that would be just so intense without them. Yeah, absolutely. So, it, yeah, it sounds like it's just um, such a uh, – the youth crew are such a um, wonderful addition to the team, and it's also just such a great way to get them educated and get some work experience and also make some money over the summer. Um and so this year, and I think, uh, Julian, you had just mentioned that this year seems uh, it's a hot year. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. Uh, but we've also had lots of water. Uh, could any of you in, um, maybe speak to how that may have affected your uh, season this year? Um. You know, that's an interesting one. Yeah, we've had some, some rain recently, I think. For staff, mostly for high water staff, um, this spring was just very different with how how wet this spring was, and it affects mostly the amount of field work we can do. You know, it really doesn't have a big impact on the plants themselves because um, it's still a hot climate, and we just turn our irrigation systems on rain delay. But really, what it affects is our ability to do work in the field. So we definitely can't run the tractor through. Um, after a lot of rain and sometimes we can't even get groups into the field um, even volunteer groups or do certain work because we are really conscious of um, the kind of impact you have on the soil so after it rains a lot and the soil is really saturated um, you know it's really easily compacted and there's only so much you can do without disturbing the soil so um, it kind of affects the work and in the spring obviously we're trying to plant a lot and seed a lot so in the spring it made a big difference in the way we planned our tasks and our work day but um you know we ended up even switching to working weekends and taking off a couple weekdays for a little bit and like even just working through the weekends just to adapt to that on what we could do on certain days um so that's kind of an interesting question but as far as watering it's really easy to just turn off our irrigation systems and put it on delay Okay. I really appreciate you entertaining that uh, question. And uh, I was asking solely out of curiosity. So thank you. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Logan, I want to get to you, Logan Heald. We only have a few minutes left. Logan, when um, is this your first season at High Water Farm? Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's my first season. Fan yeah. Fantastic. And where do you go to school and what grade are you in? Um. So I'm going to Rifle High School, and I'm going into my sophomore year. Fantastic. And um, I remember Julian saying that uh, garlic was one of his favorite things to harvest. Do you have a favorite a favorite crop uh, to harvest? Um, I would probably say carrots, um, just because it's really quick, and you can get them all. Um, it's easiest to organize, and garlic kind of uh, has a lot of processes, but carrots, it's um, pretty simple to harvest. Cool. Um, how has this experience been working at the farm uh, this summer? Um, yeah, there's been like some challenges and stuff, but um, for the most part, 
um, I think it's a really good learning experience and just working experience. So I just, I really liked it. Very cool. Have you ever worked in agriculture or had that experience before? Um, a little bit. Um, we've grown like tomatoes and stuff. I've grown tomatoes and stuff with like my grandma and stuff, uh, when I was like 10. Um, not too much, but like tomatoes and jalapenos. Okay, cool. Um, and, uh, when is the, when is y'all's last week, Logan? Um, actually next week is our last week. Are you going to miss, are you going to miss the people that you've come to know on the farm? Yeah, I'm definitely going to miss them. Um, a couple of them I actually go to school with, but, um, yeah, I'm going to miss a lot of them. Fantastic. Do you think you might come back next year? Yeah, I mean, I might. I'm kind of thinking about it. Um, it depends what I come across and what opportunities um, I think about um, next year. Fantastic. Um, and uh, coming back to you, Ava, uh, we have about two minutes left. Um, are there um, applications for next summer? Are there ways for people to apply for the youth program next summer? That's a great question. Yeah, thanks for including that. So usually our applications for a coming summer is in the winter. So, you know, I'll be giving information and giving some presentations in the schools and um, people should expect applications um, to be available online on our website at highwaterfarm.org in the, you know, kind of in the middle of winter. So December, January, um, definitely start looking out for that for the next summer. Fantastic. And uh, there are other ways to get involved at High Water Farm, a sustainable farm that does not use um, pesticides or and and has healthy organic food. Um, you, there's a volunteer day coming up, if I recollect. Is that right, Ava? Right. So as Logan mentioned, next week is the last week of the youth program. And that means that our Wednesday volunteer days will start opening up. So every Wednesday from 9 to 12, um, is open volunteer day available to anybody you can just show up at the farm and um you know sometimes we have special volunteer days but definitely on those wednesdays consistently and then we have a couple of fall events coming up movie night and fall brunch are both very fun very relaxed and just a good chance to see the farm we also have free tours um, and you can see this all on our website, or you can call one of us or contact one of us via email or phone numbers, which are also listed on the website. Fantastic. And for our listeners, that's highwaterfarm.org. Again, that's highwaterfarm.org. I encourage you all to go and check it out. And um, thank you all, Logan, Julian, and Ava, for joining me today on Everything Under the Sun. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you all. You have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.